Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Alan, great to chat with you. Uh, Nice to be with you this morning. We've got lots of news to get to. First of all, our hearts go out to all of those being affected by the terrible fires in California, and that's the state where we begin this week. The California Department of Motor Vehicles has released revised regulations to allow autonomous vehicles without human drivers or passengers at all to be tested on public roads beginning in the middle of next year. This is a pretty big deal. Uh, it is a big deal. It's a follow-up to uh, the really big deal when they initially announced these regulations, put them out there for public comment, uh, received the public comment, and it now uh, tweaked them a little bit and uh, and uh, I think uh, continue to move forward. Uh, there's a lot in the, in the announcement. Um, uh, they've made a, a number of uh, of uh, changes, but uh, and and I haven't uh, been able to go through through the whole thing. But it seems that what they've done is they've just tightened it up, tightened up the language, uh, made sure that people understand the the situations, and I think is a really a a, a positive step forward, an expected step that they uh, they needed to take. This is a um, this is somewhat of a moving target and. And they're really um, out there uh, making, uh, trying to make sure that um, that everybody understands uh, the situations. I think that there's there's a number of places where they were, in a sense, they they had some like silly requirements that uh, that required the uh, operators to uh, uh, to divulge every time they uh, switch from auto. Uh, uh, autonomous or driverless mode to uh, a regular driver mode and um, uh, and that, that was part of the test and, and and they're not requiring that anymore so those kinds of, of things that, that they've made it easier other places they've tightened up the language but all in all so far in my reading and going through it it is a very positive contribution to what the uh, California is doing, and California is definitely leading the nation in this. Um, and uh, and again, um, my heart goes out to those poor folks in California. That's that's Mother Nature is really something. Now, with these vehicles, from what I understand, some of them could have no human controls whatsoever, so there wouldn't even be a steering wheel or pedals. Uh, that's correct. There, they, there wouldn't be. Um, you don't have a steering wheel in an elevator, uh, right? I mean, uh, and so on. Uh, you, you can't really accelerate that or decelerate it or change it. And, uh, of course not. Whether or not there's going to be a game pad someplace behind some compartment that <laughs> a technician can get to, well, of course, and and really most probably is that there's a remote operation capability such that somebody in a in a control center someplace or a monitoring center uh can go out and uh and basically access uh, the control of the vehicle uh, so but it's just that the, it's like uh riding an elevator riding a bus or riding an airplane and an airplane they don't give you you know um, a, uh, a column to sit there and, uh, you know, pitch the airplane up and down, do they? Well, the, the towns would have to be uh, notified, from what I understand, when these vehicles are going to be deployed. So they'll, they'll yeah. know what's going on. 
That's correct, and that's just to keep everybody informed and to and to uh, keep everybody on board. There's there's no reason to have people be surprised, and that's not a a a big requirement. I think it's been an implied requirement. Now there is a possibility that there could be some conflict, perhaps, with federal regulations being considered by Congress, and who's yeah. got the jurisdiction? Well, there is there is that possibility because, of course, that legislation is just uh, uh, progressing through through Congress now. It seems as if uh, the the uh, House and the Senate are are in somewhat agreement, but one still has to see uh, the actual bill that comes out. And, and whether or not that bill uh, is going to then deal with the driverless piece is, uh, to me, still a, a big question. Uh, uh, the taking of the uh, of the ability to have these vehicles out there without anybody in them uh, uh, running around, which is really the, the function of, of driverless, to basically get the vehicles from uh, when I'm done using it to when uh, 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 from that location to where you want to use it. And so the ability of these vehicles to be able to go around without anybody in them uh, and uh, not causing uh, any uh, sort of uh, issues is the, is, the big, um, is the big hurdle. And so, therefore, um, I, I'm really wondering whether or not the, the federal legislation is even going to approach that to deal with that. Now, you mentioned California leading the way, but uh... – Greenville County in South Carolina is also is also out front here, and they've gotten a four million dollar grant from the Federal Highway Administration. Yes, yeah, so uh, the Federal Highway Administration, and not so many years ago, even just a couple, was didn't even want to talk about automated vehicles; only wanted to talk about connected vehicles. Uh, has uh, given a grant to uh, to Greenville. Uh, to really uh, go and 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 implement uh, autonomous taxis, uh, that is really uh, driverless uh, vehicles that will be able to reposition themselves to go find the next customer and and provide service to the next customer and so on, as well as as deliver that service without a driver um, uh, to go out there and implement that. Now you know the the. Uh, Will probably be with low-speed vehicles uh, uh, that um, that um, look like uh, the Easy Mile or version of, of, of systems that exist. Uh, but that is a that's a real uh, uh, game changer, at least in terms of uh, what's coming out of the Federal Highway Administration. And as I noted, uh, congratulations to Fred Payne. Um, a, um, a, a, uh, a, uh, a person there in Greenville who uh, for years has been working to uh, enhance mobility in Greenville. And uh, this is a major, uh, uh, major victory for him to, to really keep the ball moving in Greenville. And while the compass is pointing south, let's keep going. There's also action down in Australia. To, to change laws to allow for automated driving systems. Well, uh, Australia, it's very interesting, has put out um, a um, a um, report 
that really begins the discussion uh, as to uh, how laws associated with driving need to change if it's an algorithm doing the driving versus a, versus a human. Um, you know, I've talked about this in the past. I sort of called it somewhat uh, uh, truth in transportation. Uh, you know, we have speed limits. Uh, and to me, speed limits means uh, thou shalt not exceed. Uh, yet, um, you know, uh, the normal driving behavior is to take this law that says thou shalt not go over this speed. And, and I know the way I implement it, I do either four or nine over. Uh, other people do 14. Uh, or who know, I don't know what they do. Uh, but in a sense, it's ended up being a guideline rather than a rather than a, a limit. And so I think we need to be if, if, if we need to have these these rules of the road, which are really important uh, to have. We need we need them. We need to be able to determine are they really explicitly uh, that or is there certain situations or what is it? Um, does a double line on a road really mean thou shalt never cross or thou shalt never cross unless uh, there's nobody coming the other way and uh, I am really sure that there's not going to be a collision and uh, there's an impediment in front of me and so I can go by or what is it? Uh, do I really have to stop at a stop sign? The reason we stop at a stop sign is because it takes us time to turn our heads to look left, look right, make sure nobody's coming. If, if the system knows nobody's coming, do I need to stop? Uh, you know, these things need to be discussed. This is just the beginning of that discussion. We need to have that discussion here. And, uh, and so that, that, um, uh, these automated systems can, can, can be, can behave, uh, appropriately. The laws that have been written to date are, are meant to have humans implement them. And then because it's a human implementation, there are certain, uh, flexibilities that are Im implied in, in their application. Um, uh, these need to be made explicit, or at least we should begin a, a serious discussion about what they should be. Uh, the, the comment, well, you know, one of the things that happened with respect to the, uh, uh, Australia, uh, report was the first thing. Well, if you're in an, a, uh, driverless car, uh, and you have, um, uh, and, and had too many uh, um, adult beverages, uh, are you subject to a DWI um, sighting? Well, uh, or DUI sighting? Uh, and, um, well, of course not. If you're on a bus, you're not. Maybe it's for public drunkenness, but it's not a DUI situation if you're riding the bus home from a, from a, a night out. So, um uh, Anyway, uh, the, this, this discussion needs, needs to go on. And it will. You know, uh, what a lot of people really wonder about is when will we all be able to buy a car with fully autonomous capability? And it turns out thousands of people, 35,000, have already purchased that option 
from Tesla, even though the upgrade hasn't been released yet. So what does that tell us? Well, I mean, whether or not, I don't think that's a really driverless vehicle that, uh, you know, the, the, that's, that's really a self-driving. I think what that tells me is that, uh, is that a lot of people have paid upfront for the anticipation of having the comfort and convenience of not having to ha- have your feet on the pedals and hands on the steering wheel for a substantial amount of the time that you're using the vehicle. And uh, they paid for this upfront with the expectation that the capability is going to be downloaded uh, um, uh, over the air uh, to the vehicle. And it says, it tells me that, 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 that the demand for this, uh, this comfort and convenience is extremely strong. I mean, this is, uh, this isn't, hey, you show me before I do it. Uh, just, just give me the, the, the expectation of it and, and I'm going to pay a lot of money. Uh, now, you know, the Tesla S buyer is not your, your typical uh, car buyer. It is, uh, you know, uh, slightly higher income and so on and so forth. But it just, it suggests to me that in terms of, the 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 market acceptance of the concept of of le- uh, letting the car drive you as opposed to you driving the car uh, for a substantial portion of the time that you use it is a really really attractive um, um, option uh, for mobility. Now that said, Alan, uh, Pew Research is out as saying that more people, 54%, are worried about driverless vehicles than are enthusiastic. That figure was 40%. So there's a real divide here, apparently. Oh, I don't, yeah, maybe there is a real divide. I mean, the, 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 the thing is, is that, is that uh, you ask, it's a hypothetical. You ask anybody a hypothetical that they really, they they really don't understand, and they'll say uh, they'll say they're they afraid of it. Of course, now if Pew would have told the people that basically riding in this thing is going to be like riding in an elevator, which they do know how to do, or riding in a um, automated people mover at the, at an airport to catch their next plane or to go to their next gate, they'd say, well, of course. I mean, you, you don't see people going between terminals walking at airports where there's a people mover, uh, you know, uh, taking them between the, they come down the escalator, they get in, they, blah, 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 and, you know, they just do it. So, you know, there's not the, they, they ride buses, they get on airplanes, uh, uh, they think there's somebody up there. I mean, they're, they're not in control. So, I don't know. I just think all those things are, are, are not well posed. And, um, and I don't pay any attention to, to, to their results. Uh, and I, I think once, once people, uh, once the service is out there, uh, once they see that this thing is going to get them from where they are to where they're going to be, um, if they crash, they'll never, they'll never be on the market. So they'll never get the experience ones that crash because they'll never make it to the market. The only ones that are going to make it to the markets are ones that don't crash, provide the service, and they'll be just happy campers and use it. Well, there is an education effort uh, that's uh, getting underway. Intel 
has hired basketball great LeBron James to star in commercials to essentially tell people that they should be fearless about self-driving cars. That's set the start on October 17th when the NBA season begins. And at the same time, Alphabet's Waymo, uh, Google spinoff, is partnering with Mothers Against Drunk Driving and the National Safety Council in an ad campaign to promote self-driving technology. So we're going to be hearing a lot about this tech, telling people that they they should really be accepting it and looking forward to it. Uh, absolutely. I think uh, both of those are, are, are focused on the fact that, in fact, that the, that the technology is going to make um, the whole um, mobility system uh, a lot safer. And, uh, and I think the, 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 uh, Waymo partnering, uh, with mothers against, uh, drunk driving and so on is, is very good, uh, in that, um, really, uh, uh, yes, this is all about safety and it's all about safety to be able to really deliver on the, uh, on the, that partnership though, it has to be the an autonomous taxi thing. It it can't be the self driving. It can't be that that uh, what 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 uh, Tesla is is selling or what uh, Cadillac is currently selling or or what Mercedes is selling. That sometimes you can take your hands off the wheel and 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 uh, and feed off the pedals uh, to to do to do the the. Uh, the drunk driving uh, business, it has to be able to take you f- from where you are to where you're going uh, the whole way and not ask you to do anything. So that's, that's, that's what Waymo has been committed to doing. And it's, it, this really um, uh, uh, underpins that. Um, uh, a little bit is, that's what Intel is doing, but as far as Intel is concerned, um, their uh, hope is that you'll buy either one of them. You'll buy the self-driving vehicle that that drives itself some of the time and has you drive it the other time, uh, or um, there'll be a fleet of driverless vehicles that you'll use uh, that will take you completely from where you are to where you're going. What they want to do is sell chips. And uh, this is, I think, a, a follow-on to their acquisition of Mobileye. Uh, they see this as a really oppor- uh, an opportunity for them to sell their hardware. They've seen um, uh, how successful uh, uh, NVIDIA has been in, in this market, and they're out there, and uh, they want to position themselves in competition uh, to providing the, the compute power uh, to do all of this uh, in these vehicles, and I think it's great, wonderful. Let's uh, let's get everybody um, uh, interested in this. Um, it'll just help the technology uh, um, improve and and deliver on on its promises. And no doubt, LeBron will score some points. I'm certain. <laughs> well, and I think it's wonderful that they use LeBron. I think that's great, especially you know saying that. My goodness, in the, in the back seat of some cars, there's going to be enough room for a LeBron to sit there. I mean, it's, it's not many that, that that have that luxury. And finally, we're, we're seeing something pretty cool uh, coming from Germany, Continental, a concept vehicle they're calling the B. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, that is really interesting because... Here, what we have is we have a parts uh, manufacturer 
who is out there really, uh, they're the supplier to the automobile industry, uh, putting together a vehicle saying, yes, uh, we have the pieces uh, that can come together uh, to, to provide these, uh, these vehicles and, uh, and uh, assemblers, uh, manufacturers, uh, buyer pieces, and l- let's get out there and do this. So um, uh, it's just another force in, in this, in this uh, evolution, revolution uh, from, uh, from us owning and driving vehicles uh, to us being uh, um, uh, basically chauffeured around in, in autonomous taxis and uh, just having it as uh, horizontal mobility that's just like using an elevator. And uh, whether it's what's happening in Greenville or what's happening in Germany with Continental or what Intel is doing or what California is doing, uh, all of these are, are just enormous forces um, in, in the economy that's doing it. it, it it's not government that's asking for a subsidy to do this it's not uh, any of that it's really the uh, the marketplace that's saying my goodness uh, this is an enhancement in mobility that people uh, that will improve uh, everybody's lives and that people will be willing to pay for and have everybody um, um, happy about it now B stands for balanced economy and ecology and we should point out that B so far only exists in a virtual reality setting. So in the interest of keeping it real, we'll have to say, stay tuned. Yes. And of course we have to do that. And that's the wonderful opportunity of this is that, is that, you know, the really the, in, in the autonomous taxi world, it, it probably will be powered by a, a, a electric motors. Uh, there, there's no range anxiety there because you have the opportunity to uh, the the fleet has has uh, vehicles that they can substitute that have plenty of power to take you to where you want to go. So there's no there's none of that uh, that uh, anxiety, and there's not the anxiety of oh, my goodness, it's going to take me thirty minutes or or three hours to recharge this thing, because again, uh, the availability of the fleet, uh, there's not, the, there's not the charge anxiety. So if you look at, at the electric vehicle with respect to an individual purchase, there's a lot of anxiety with respect to a fleet operator. There's nothing but profitability. Well, that's it for this edition of the smart driving cars podcast. Find us at smartdrivingcar.com on SoundCloud and look for my report, my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening. With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with the 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, 
My human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash wolf. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed-rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS ID 399801.